Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Twin Peaks Season 2, Episode 20. It's called The Path to the Black Lodge. Full spoilers for the episode as always. So, this uh, was probably the best episode since the main plot wrapped up in Episode 9. Yeah, probably. I, I don't even think it probably, I think it definitely is. I don't think anything since then even compares. I, I, I don't know, I'd have to think about it, that's, that's all I've said. It, I just, I don't know, like, it had the, the big mystery stuff at the end, it had, like, tied all these plots together, there was good little teases of new things throughout that I'm not quite sure what they mean yet. Uh, I don't know, I feel like, and it also felt, there were was, was some little things about other plots, but it was relatively focused uh, on a couple of key things. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but obviously, with the barrel continuing, but it tied into other stuff, no, obviously we we tied it in a bit, a little bit with the cave stuff, and we knew that it was connected to the Black Lodge, and he was kind of looking for it. But we got this footage from like the uh, the old sort of experiments and research from the seventies that Major Briggs brought around, uh, and we got this really cool like like I guess video diary or whatever, like or someone was recording him talking to the others at the time. So this old cool like really shitty looking black and white kind of. Uh, I don't know. I was really into this. Just, just, mm. just the, the presentation of it because it was, it was very, uh, like, oh, old bit of weird footage. You know, like this was going um. on years ago, uh, kind of thing. But now he talks about uh, Dugpas and how these people would uh, try to find what the main name for it being the Black Lodge. They would try to find this by doing acts of evil that were completely, uh, like, th- there was no redemption possible for them they were doing these just vile acts that would open a path to the black lodge and it was this place of power that festered evil and grew it and made more yeah. things uh so no i thought that was really interesting uh also they did a good job of letting cooper and co know that okay right these things are all connected now he's not just here for revenge he's here for this yeah yeah give it a purpose yeah yeah it, it, it tied things together uh, and they know it, so as a result, they can uh, address this. But they, all, they also address the other stuff that he's been up to. Uh, it feels like it's taken a while, but he actually gets all the girls together, the uh, the potential queens that Earl's been seeking out. He gets them at the police station, and he's like, "All right, so this guy's crazy. Uh, you you should all have escorts uh, at all times when you're leaving, going to to and from work or school or anything like that, uh, because this man is dangerous and you will probably end up dead. So let's deal with that." Yeah, uh, like you say, seems like it's taken a while. It does. It feels like he's known about those three for like two, two episodes, maybe three episodes. That it sort of feels like that should be the first thing he did once he had that information. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit strange. But we've done it now, so at least they know the dangers here, yeah. uh, and they know that this stuff's at stake. So that that drives things forward a little bit. So speaking of the queens, though, we have we have Annie, who is actually confirmed that she is going to enter the contest uh if i know that everyone was even confirmed at this point i mean uh i think audrey was just asked in this episode by ben yeah uh, uh, and i don't think she quite agreed to it yet but i i imagine she's probably going to she kind of ran off before answering the question yeah uh, although i don't think we didn't notice at the end of that scene really weird moment where ben turned around as if he noticed something and the music spiked up yeah yeah that was strange i'm not sure what's going on there but 
No, so Annie, Annie's agreed that she wants to be in the... Not, not that anyone was trying to force her. In fact, when she does agree to be in, and she has a romantic moment with uh, Cooper, Spotlight comes on, and mm. the giant appears on stage. And this is probably the simplest appearance he's had, because his meaning here couldn't be more clear. <laughs> she says, I'm going to be in this Twin Peaks, and then he immediately appears and goes... Oh, danger ahead! Uh, But no, pretty clear. It's just like, yeah, this is a bad idea. Yeah, there's there's not much we can read into this. uh, I I don't think. Uh, Actually, what I think is even more interesting is their their previous scene at the diner. He he comes by and he he tells her that he's been thinking about her. He can't focus. He's got this big case. He's dealing with alternate dimensions and and serial killers and all sorts. And all I can do is think about her, and she's like, oh, I think about you too. I'm, I'm seeing your face in, in the, the fried egg and whatnot, which is a really weird compliment to give someone. But, sure enough, and they, they start having this romantic scene where they're, they're talking to each other and they're sort of confessing their feelings and they're talking about meeting up later and whatever else. But I, what I thought was really interesting about this scene is I, the way it's captured, the way they actually chose to film this, because the camera starts to track back just slowly and the music gets more sinister. Yeah, I was thinking, like, is is, is it going to reveal Windermere watching or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it felt like it was building up to that. Something was going to be in the foreground that was going to be revealed. But instead it was just, no, the scene played out. And things get more sinister. And then, kind of like a piece of music, there was a sort of punctuation at the end where this loud crash happens. And the, as they went in to kiss each other, they knocked over uh, some plates and stuff. And uh, we, we closed the scene on this close-up of like the, the maple syrup just slowly dripping out. Yeah, it was really strange. And it was, and it, all, and it almost felt like it was tying into the, the warning from later. This this foreboding sense of danger, where oh, this this is this is represents the blood, and something bad's yeah. going to happen. There's going to be a crash. All of this is going to, because it happens just as they're about to kiss. It's it's when they're leading into a kiss that this happens. So it's almost like by being with Cooper, she's on this path to danger. Yeah, it's it's very sinister, and like you say, because we're you're expecting to see something for the, the reason for, for why it's sinister. But then it never does. It's like, okay, so it's about their relationship more than yeah. there being something there. So clearly it's it's uh, hinting at something. Uh, speaking of people entering the, the contest, uh, Lucy is apparently entering the contest. And she, she's got an, getting Andy to help with her, her speech about saving the planet. And uh, she's shocked to learn that Styrofoam uh, lives as long as we do. <laughs> More so, even. I mean, <laughs> I, I, she just hadn't considered it, I guess. Then again, there's probably a lot she hasn't considered. To be fair, how often do you just sit and think about styrofoam? I don't think you need to sit and think about it. I think it's just something <laughs> that you're aware of. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I, I can sympathise with her. Like, you know, I, like, it's, it's just a, such a normal, normal thing. You don't necessarily consider. So, uh, but. So that was just a little scene. There was a couple of little scenes before I get to the main exciting stuff. Uh, Catherine had her box and her, her, like Andrew's like helping, and he, he figures it out. He presses some dates onto the onto the box because it's got the lunar cycle on there, and it, it unlocks the next stage. And then he just decides for the the final stage. Ah, oh, no, hammer time! And smash. I, I don't know hammer. why I didn't just do it the first. If you're gonna like go, oh, okay, I get why he didn't smash it with a hammer in the first place. There might be something breakable. Don't want to smash it. You know, that's but then if you get a smaller box and you go screw it I'm just going to hit it do you know what I think it was I think it's because you could see there was a puzzle 
and he wanted to figure it out. It was his own. It was his own curiosity. Like, how do I solve this? Uh, that might be it. You might be right. That's what it felt felt like to me. And he's like, I saw this. And then there's a weird object, and I, mean, I don't even know what to call this object. It's, it looks kind of glass metallic kind of thing. Yeah, I thought it was metal. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a, a prism, maybe. Yeah. Or layers of something kind of thing. Uh, but no, that, that's all we get at that. Just that. But obviously worth yeah. mentioning. Uh, so, obviously, I think it says something about this show or this episode when I tell you that the weirdest thing is not anything that happens at the end. The weirdest thing in this episode is that Pete, who has never really talked to Audrey before, drives her to the airport to stop the plane that Jack's leaving on, and then Pete waits, waits in his car uh, till night time while Jack and Audrey have sex in the plane before it takes off. Yeah, he was being kind of weird, but when you know when Audrey comes out and goes, "Hey, you've got tr- you got a car or something to t- take me," he's kind of being weird there. Hmm. So like like the whole thing with him is just strange. Well, Pete was one of the, the uh, characters that had something happen to them this episode, so we should mention that actually. Uh, the handshaking. Uh, mm. There was an extra who had a handshake. Cooper had a handshake. Pete had a handshake. And I, I keep I say that as if they had a you know a handshake. No, no, uh, like their hand started shaking like and then they stopped it with their other hand and it was fine and the first time you sort of think well that was weird that was an extra uh don't know what that was going on there and then it happens with cooper and you're like oh that's just strange is that, that kind of and then it happens with pete so three's not a coincidence three's like all right something's about to happen that's affecting the people in the town yes and that's exciting in and of itself Oh, of course. And like I say, it's just like, okay, what's going on there? It just go. You, you know there's something, but... And it makes me wonder if that connects to like Ben's weird moment where he turns around and the music plays. Mm, could do. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of Ben, he's, he's still like, arguing with Donna's dad about uh, thing. Oh, by the way, one of my favourite shots of this might be, because we, there's one, again, one brief scene of Donna looking into like family photos and she looks at her birth certificate and she's looking for evidence of uh, all this uh, lineage. And... There's this photo of Ben with a moustache, which uh, might be my favourite <laughs> favorite shot in the episode, just because he's, he's, he's sported this big moustache, and it's just kind of amazing. <laughs> Donna's parents look the exact same. Ben's got a big moustache. I can't argue with that. Uh, it was, it, I mean, it, it would have been the 70s. Aye. I, I think it's interesting that uh, they, they were friends. Like Ben was friends with her parents. It wasn't just that she had an affair with Ben. They were... A group at one point, yeah, and per- perhaps uh, you know that that affair is what broke the group up, and Ben had to keep it keep his distance. But uh, would make sense, wouldn't it? C- certainly, certainly interesting. Uh, but it's back to Audrey running out to the plane. Uh, very, very, very bizarre way to play out that scene. I thought J- just in the sense that okay, she wants to catch him before he leaves off. Okay, big romantic moment. It would help if I cared a bit more about Jack. Okay, this is the thing. I don't buy this relationship. There's not been enough time for me to buy that it's at this stage. Nah, she she, she, she and Cooper are the... I mean, I'm, I'm buying Cooper and Annie a lot more because they have this this chemistry and there's like yeah, a sweetness to but, it. Yeah, but they did what? They, they had a picnic. Hmm. That about it. Yes. Uh, but, oh, I love you. And she just sort of hits it with, I'm a virgin, and... He's like, what? And that's the appropriate reaction because she just says it. Like, yeah, it, yeah. it feels like the conversation's not leaned to that whatsoever and she just says that sentence. And then he's like, uh, what? And she's like, uh, I want you to make love to me. It's like, here now? Well, it's your jet. It's a good point. <laughs> and then poor Pete just waits. 
I know. I, I thought he was just going to leave. Yeah. I love Pizza Sweetie, though, because she comes out and she's all upset. Uh, she's not left on the plane because, you know, she's, this is her home. She's got stuff to do. And Pete's like, she's like, oh, he was going to take me finish for fishing, and he, he never did. And then I just sort of smelled and went, Pete likes to fish. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I've got some uh, bait in my car. <laughs> we can go fishing. So, again, oddly sweet moment. Audrey brings out the sweetness, I think, in a lot of the other characters. Yeah, the thing is, after the handshake thing, I'm like, okay, something's off with him, and I'm looking at it in a different light. Like, is he just being nice, or is there something else going on? Oh, I think he's just being nice. I mean, he probably is, but I'm just questioning it. Uh, I mean, I think he is. I mean, I don't know. I might look like an idiot after the next two episodes. Uh, we'll find out. But uh, the the handshake thing is interesting because I feel like since it's, it's affecting multiple people, it's more of a a sign that something big's coming rather than them actually becoming something themselves or doing something themselves yeah the closest i can think of is uh you know the shoe salesman when when he reacted oh so you think they're going to be possessed by like people from the other place well, i mean i don't know if they're going to be possessed but you know he reacted when bob was near didn't he yeah he did yeah so i, I wonder if it's just something to that you know like leaning to that yeah I mean, no, maybe uh which is why like but like does it mean he's going to possess them like bob possessed Mm. Or it wasn't Bob, it was Mike that possessed uh, yeah. uh, thingy, but you know, uh, so no, interesting but of, of course uh, the the big excitement uh, the episode is after all this goes down, we're almost ready to have the, the Mr. Twin Peaks, there was some stuff with uh, uh, the Black Widow character and the mayor talking about rigging it and uh, apparently the actual judges, even though she clearly said he was one of the judges in the last one apparently still is, but the other two judges are actually uh, Dick and uh, Norma. Norma, who was oddly absent in this episode. We heard her. Yeah, we heard her, which kind of pointed out more that we didn't see her, because I was like, oh, that's, that was weird. Yeah. Uh, but, whatever. Uh, so, so the big thing, though. So, after this, it's, and I thought this was weirdly edited, actually. This has been my one complaint about this final part of the episode, is that the giant appears, he gives his warning, and then it cuts to this, like the scene with Pete and Audrey. Right? Mm. And I thought that was weird. I felt like, leave that, do, do, do the Pete Audrey first and then have the giant be un, uninterrupted because when it comes back to the giant and he fades away and then after that scene it's when we get all these quiet shots of all the locations in the town that are empty you know it's the, it's the diner it's the mm. police station it's like the halls in the police station the halls in the school all these different locations it lets you know that the town is like ki- kind of like vulnerable I guess yeah gives, gives yeah, you that creepy you know vulnerable sort of town at night uh, and then we cut to and then, then we, we cut to uh, Wyndham Earl uh, and stuff, and he's in the he's he's looking at his map because we've seen him throughout the episode. There was a funny moment where Leo thought he'd outsmarted him, and because he, he got the control for the the shocking collar, and he pressed it thinking it was going to do it to him, and it just he just shocked himself, and he it looked a right tit. Pretty much. Yeah, but he he uh, he's like, oh no, it's not just an invitation. It's not just this. It's it's a map, and he it sets it on top of the map of Twin Peaks, and it gives you this idea that there's. The location to the entrance to Black Lodge is somewhere in Twin Peaks, as we'd probably guess, I imagine. But it it cuts to all these shots of the town, and it goes to this circular sort of area in the woods where the trees are in like a sort of circular outlay, and we see a spotlight come on, mm-hmm. and we see a hand, an arm, just sort of floating there. Yeah, it, it just kind of comes from, out of the air, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's coming from somewhere else, and I'm like, I recognise that denim jacket. I know who this is. This is our main man. This is Bob. 
And sure enough, he completely fades in, and then he's there, and then the camera goes down to the the sort of the, the sort of circular kind of well type kind of yeah. I thought it was thing. like a, a puddle or something. It, it was a puddle, but it, it felt like it had rocks around it, so it had more of a presentation than a yeah, that's a, true. A puddle typically would, but the camera goes down, and we see like in the reflection in the water the red curtains from Cooper's dream. You get the music as well. I was getting to that. Yeah, the, the, yeah you yeah. see the curtains, and then you. And then you hear the dancing music that played in the dream. And uh, that's what we end on. But it's like, oh man, shit's about to go down. Like, Bob just came back. And yeah. I guess this kind of answers that the Black Lodge is the place where Bob and Co. come from. Yeah, definitely. I think it clearly links those I, things I think together. that's what it was. You know, that arm, he was materialising from the Black Lodge. That's, yeah. That's, maybe that is the entrance. Yeah. No, but that was like... I was super in. Like, this final five minutes was like everything it's also worth mentioning as uh as wonder merrill is like discovering that the map is the the map is you know the, the drawings a map for the black mm. lodge and he's, he's doing his stuff in these computers these ancient computers by the way i mean it is 1991 so fair enough but uh they stick out as being ancient now but as he's doing this both leo and uh and major Bre- i wouldn't even mention major Bregg has got kidnapped by <laughs> by wonder merrill yeah. in a horse costume may i add with leo as the rear end of course, but obviously it's not the first time I've seen a horse. No, no, it's not. Uh, so oddly symbolic and kind of connecting back to that. But he, both Major Briggs and Leo are like freaking out. It's almost like whatever was happening to the others in the town with the hands, because they're closer to the the epicenter of the mm. the evil happening. That they're over, like they're their their whole bodies are shaking. Yes. So the whole thing feels like a countdown to this this entrance opening up and whatever's going to happen next episode. Uh, needless to say, I'm excited <laughs> about what's going down. I thought it was a really good episode. Uh, built into the mythology, gave us some of the typical fun, quirky Twin Peaks moments that we, we like. Uh, and it, no, it, it was a good episode. I just had some problems with it. Like the, the Audrey stuff, didn't wasn't really feeling that. Wasn't really feeling the Shelley and Bobby bit. Uh, we didn't talk about the Shelley Bobby bit. Explain that. So Bobby's like, oh, hey, I, I, I was wrong. I, I care about you. And then let's get back together. And she's like, yeah, sure. And then they, they kiss and it's like, okay. Doesn't really feel like he earned this. No, I mean, I don't ever have a problem with it because to me it just kind of, it just comes into the sort of, because even their relationship from the start kind of felt like this. It kind of felt random and just kind of there. Yeah. And, to me, this felt like because we're building to this Miss Twin Peaks and because all this stuff's coming to a head, it was kind of like like all of these characters, all of these potential queens are all in a kind of happy place right now. I mean, Donna's maybe the exception to that, but they all seem to be going put into these places where they're content. I just I, I don't feel like I buy it because obviously she had the, the, the thing with Leo and how badly she was treated and then Bobby seemed to be like, oh, he mm. treats her better and then he kind of not went never went as bad as leo but you know he, he started treating her in a similar fashion oh yeah we, we pointed that out in the last episode yeah yeah so her just going back to him just feels really weak to me i, I don't like it at all like, it felt yeah. like she'd outgrown that that's fair i mean it never really i i i, I just sort of like, it was one of those like rant like one-off scenes in the episode that i just kind of glossed over to be honest as i was watching it because it was like yeah, yeah i mean okay it's fine it's it's Twin Peaks being Twin Peaks, but uh, it, it never bothered me 
to the same extent that other stuff's bothered me in the past. It, it just it bothered me from her character's perspective, whereas other stuff just bothered me because it was just, you know, outright shy. <laughs> but th- th- this just felt like it, it undermined some of the growth that she'd been through for me. All right, okay, that's fair. Uh, the, honestly, the Audrey stuff with the plane, I did think was weird. Well, that's why I said it was the weirdest thing in the episode because it felt like such a out there thing for the like. It wasn't weird in the way Twin Peaks is normally weird, where there's other worldly things coming in, or yeah. it's just quirky. It just felt the whole scenario felt weird to me that Pete who has never spoke to her, drives her to stop the plane. He actually pulls in front of the plane to stop it from taking off in this almost like a kind of action-esque sequence. And then they have this weird conversation where she's like, yeah, let's have sex before you go, because I love you. Uh, and they have sex, and then he leaves off, presumably never to return. I, 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 maybe he will. Maybe we'll see Billy Zane pop up in the new new season. I don't know. I feel like probably not, though. I feel like this is one of those plot lines they're going to just kind of happily forget. I think I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it as well. It's, it's not been as, terrible. It's as just amusing been... as it would be to have Billy Zane show back up yeah. and, and like just you know pick it up from where they left off, or at least try to, that would be amusing. But at the same time, I don't, I, I don't care enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I've not hated the plot with him. He's, he's been fine. But it's, it's, not, it's certainly not been one of the reasons why I like watching the show. It's just kind of been there. Yeah. Uh, and it's felt kind of like, oh, it's to give... It's to give Audrey something to do because Audrey's plot seemed to have changed given what the plans were. Which, to its credit, though, I don't feel like Annie feels the same way. Annie feels a lot more natural. Yeah. yeah. I think it's maybe just because Annie and Cooper have chemistry, whereas I don't really feel that with, with these two. Yeah, that's that's probably fair. Uh, that said, though, I'll, t- I'll, take, I'll take Audrey and Jack over James and Evelyn any... Any oh, day of the week. I, I, I'd complain about this a lot more if, if that hadn't happened. Then huh. then it'd be like, well, this just, I don't buy it. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> like this. And that, you know, but expectations are much lower after that. Yeah. Uh, no, I think your complaints are fair, but I think the main plot stuff for this one was really good. Like, yeah. I was really into it. I'm, I'm liking the, the setup, the build. It feels like we're building to a climax, uh, and that stuff feels really good. Uh, and it's definitely the most excited I've been about the main plot and the main mythology in a good, like, Ten episodes, <laughs> ten nine episodes, something ten, like that. Yeah. So for me, that's that. So we have two episodes left, and the movie uh, Firewall with me. We're going to have them all done. Uh, the next one will be relatively soon because we we're going to we want to have the movie done for the end of this week. So the next two episodes will be coming in a slightly quicker pace. Uh, so you can look forward to that. Uh, we did launch Patreon this past weekend, uh, so if you want to check, head out over there and check out some of the cool bonuses you can get and support us, uh, that'd be great, we'd appreciate it a lot. Um, one of the bonuses is that you get already cancelled early, that does not apply to Twin Peaks because we're so close to the end and we have to finish it by a certain date, so uh, that, that doesn't affect this, it affects Star Trek and anything else we do in the future, but not this. Uh, so check that stuff out uh, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below like, subscribe, all that stuff get us on Twitter at mail underscore fudge for channel updates individual Twitters are on the screen but that's us guys so thank you very much for watching we'll see you next time